Hello everyone, this is Rob. Well, we did it. We persevered, we locked down, we masked up, we vaccinated. And now we can all come together again and gather and have fun. That means that the Highlands Bunker Studio here in the shadow of Rockford Tower, deep behind enemy lines, is back open for business friends and comrades. As is my custom, I've put together a cookout and invited many of our closest crew. We're just gonna pop up uh, to the studio and uh, have some fun chats. Uh, Carl's here putting the finishing touches on our upgraded rig, and uh, we're ready to rip. So uh, leading off, we're gonna have two huge organizers in Newcastle County, super women, both of them, uh, Jordan Pusey from Progressive Democrats of Delaware, Kirsten Walter, grassroots campaign expert and coordinator of Network Delaware's Change Agent Journey Project. Uh, next, we have a real treat. Uh, the band Work Study is coming in. Uh, it's Joanna Flanagan, Bill Martin, and Ye Jun Ko. And finally, I have a uh, conversation with Jessica Rain. I'm not too sure how that last one went as the day uh, was turning to night. Uh, in fact, I had plans to have Kobe Owens in to discuss his big victory at the Delaware Democratic uh, Party Convention, uh, where he was elected first vice chair of the party. Uh, but that was scuttled uh, because the gracious host, uh, yours truly, will just say I was having too much fun. Uh, I did confirm Kobe did get some spicy chicken, however, so that that's fine. Uh, anyway, uh, we wanted to do a fun one to reopen the studio. Uh, we think we did it. Uh, we hope you enjoy it. Left is best. Comrades and friends, hello. I am so glad to, uh, to let you know that we are recording from the shadow of Rockford Tower. We're back. In the studio, it's happening. So today, I've uh, I've put together uh, a nice a nice episode for everyone. We're doing a cookout, and we're gonna have a a, a few people talk about a lot of things that are happening, and it's gonna be fun. First off. We have Jordan Pusey. She's going to talk about her RD stuff. We have Kirsten Walther. She's going to talk about... Yeah, she's going to talk about a lot of stuff. Here's what's happening. We're reopening the studio today, and it's incredible. <clears throat> and we have a lot of gossip, and we have a lot of shit talk to do. And it's going to happen. Jordan and Kirsten, thanks for fucking coming over. This is awesome. Yeah, thanks, thanks for, for having us. Now I'm so I'm I'm so happy to be able to do this because uh yeah it's been a long time since we've been able to talk to people in the studio again. So we have to get to one thing first. We've 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 created a uh a problem in your RD in the Ellesmere uh Kirkwood Highway corridor. Who's we? Yeah, I think we solved the problem. <laughs> So, you 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 were on uh, many months ago, and we were talking about some chicanery and tomfoolery uh, in your RD. Can you catch us up on that and let us know uh, what's happened uh, since we've last talked? So, since we've last talked, um, we did, I, I filed a formal grievance. Um, some back and forth occurred with my chair um, trying to act unilaterally to respond to it. Um, some members of the RD taking great offense 
to what was said on this podcast, despite it being pretty non-offensive for I mean, us. I mean, I'd be honest with you. I'm offense. I'm, I'm offended by the stuff that I say. So, I mean, I understand. That. I mean, the stuff about Bird, yes. <laughs> that I mean, was the Bob Bird yeah. one. Oh, so you don't yes, like, you know, yes, a yes, uh, yes. what was your what was your description of him? A uh, some kind of star fucker? Like, yes, I could see where someone could get offended by that. But me referring to someone's parent as being their parent, and then speaking exactly about what happened in the RD should not have been offensive. Some emails were sent that were extremely dramatic. And questioned how emotional I was while being extremely emotional, which was very hilarious. Um, but in the end of the day, we actually had the grievance heard by our committee. Um, my vice chairmanship was upheld by a vote of 10 to 8. Um, the rule about the meetings was defeated. And I was going to let bygones be bygones at that point because I figured just get people in, get them involved, and we can get past that for the sake of unity. Um, sadly in that time, we haven't really done much for outreach or anything like that. Um, but that's pretty much the conclusion. I am the vice chair of the 13th RD at this point. Um, there was some unhappy faces. Oh, the faces. The best part was the look on the faces. Yeah. I disenfranchised some white men, some white women. Uh, I think they'll survive. I can't believe you would do something like that. I know. I'm a terrible person. Here's what people don't understand, is that we have an agenda. I've been telling people there's an agenda. Like, for most people, their agenda is, like, just to save face or to do the thing that they've done. Uh, but we have a political agenda, and people are very uh, surprised by it. Like, they, they're not coping with it well. That's what I look at it like. But you, were, you were showing me sort of, like, the reaction to trying to... Uh, take this RD in a activist direction. It's not even activist. It's just active. Like literally doing more than meeting just to meet. Like going into the community, energizing voters, doing the get out the vote efforts, doing what the actual rules demand of the RDs. I wasn't going beyond that. I was simply asking for us to do what we're supposed to do. So the pushback to that is very telling. Yeah, of course, and this is what I've been trying to say. A lot of the discussion around um, these sort of uh, these structures that are already there in the party, people are like, oh, we have to try to fucking do something with them. I don't know. I don't know if they're going to help. You know, I don't know if he's uh, actually he's been invited. Hopefully, we see him later tonight. Kobe Owens was named uh, the the. First vice chair of the first party vice today. Chair. He was yes. elected first vice chair of the party today, whatever, over like some Zoom conference. Yes. And I'm so happy about that because he's a friend of ours and I know that he, I know he's operating in good faith and the thing is, the things that he wants are the things that we want. Yes. And he worked his ass off for that position. I mean, he worked very hard to be for his election, which he did not um, sadly win. But even after that, um, he just kept working for people and working for things he believes in. And he works for our party. He does a really good job. And he totally deserved the win today. He worked for it. And I'm really proud of him. 
We no, love you, Kobe. We do. No, it's awesome because I know that he's he's being serious. I mean, let's be honest. When he ran for uh, city council, they ran not only. I mean, they they got him from both sides, right? So they handpicked uh, Linda Gray uh, to to be uh, selected for the seat to run against him. So he's a not to run against him to fill the seat before. to fill the seat yeah. and then run against him, and then they pick uh, Namdi's brother Sam Mills to run against him in a three way. So I mean, wasn't that, it like a four or five? They're very, the they're very, day, af- yeah. so they're very afraid of Kobe. Let's be honest. Oh, and so you know, I I don't know what I don't know what taking over the party sort of means I don't know how that could work in our favor but I'm very glad that somebody uh somebody that thinks the way we do is now in a position of a leadership bit of power. yes yeah. exactly yeah and the, Helene Keeley actually got on as treasurer again and in her time she did push through a lot of progressive legislation so we don't want to forget that either this is true. But you know what? Uh, here's what She we'll... was the, the first champion of legalized marijuana. Yeah, but here's the thing. I'm so, so glad gotta... you brought that up. Because just this week, you know, it was supposed to be the, the, the marijuana legislation was supposed to be uh, argued on the floor. And then it was pulled back. And again, uh, Carney comes out, you know, with the most draconian fucking stupid comments about reefer madness. And it looks like it's going to get pulled back again. So I, 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 I guess I don't look at this. Um, the idea of what gets passed or what gets to, or, or who I, the idea of the General Assembly and who uh, advocates for what. I'm kind of over that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm over us not allowing us to be free enough to make our own decisions as adults you know we have alcohol legal why not weed it makes zero sense aside to use it to discriminate and harass people well i feel like something that um like gets brought up is that like well weed's already decriminalized so like it's not so much you know kind of as a pushback to like the argument that like um not legalizing marijuana is like actually not yeah it's like not actually like a cj issue but like it is the the idea is that like we need to remove cops from like community spaces and we need to limit as much as possible the chances of cops coming into contact with people in the community um and even if it's decriminalized like they still can search your car based on a very subjective smelling and i've had People like say, "Oh, you smell like weed," and it's like I didn't even smoke weed today, so I don't know how that's possible. It's just my perfume or like a lotion you're wearing. Like some of the vanilla musks, yeah. people think they smell like weed. So I know the police are upset because they can't use that to search you anymore right. if it becomes legal. Well, do better police work, do better investigations because it's not the marijuana users that are the problem here. Yeah, and just like any sort of like policy like any punitive policy that's going to be used as an excuse and like as a reason for the police to like come into contact with people it's always like those policies are always going to be applied in a racist way and in a classist way and are going to lead to police violence so like it is absolutely necessary that like we legalize 
things like marijuana, you know, full decriminalization of sex work. Like these are issues of race and, you know, class and like, yeah. And if we're not like, if we're not pushing for them and like, I think, you know, explicitly calling out Carney that like your position is racist, like you are perpetrating racism by your stance, you know, you are perpetrating classism. Like, do I think he cares? Like, no, but I think, you know, just maybe ramping up the rhetoric there and like being really clear on like how harmful his position is, is, you know, important. Yeah, prohibition never works for anything except for to put people in prison where they don't belong for hurting nobody. You can't harm society by engaging in use of an herb. Yeah, no, I, I this it's is it's just ridiculous. Is, I, I completely agree. With and that you. man, I'm sorry, he's our governor, but he. He's done after this term. I'm not harming his reelections. He has zero imagination. He has no problem doing real harm to our children by allowing new heavy industry within our residential areas and poisoning us, our air, our water, and our soil. So, I mean, you want to really make this argument that weed is this gateway drug and it's so dangerous. Well, you know, so is every single release that comes out of the Delaware City refinery. And no one's actually voluntarily partaking in this. And under his Department of Health, you had someone literally say, after looking at a report that showed areas in census tracts with higher incidences of lung cancers and different um, physical health ailments from pollution and trying to say, it's from eating too much barbecue and smoking cigarettes. Like that isn't the most racist thing you could possibly say. It's it just makes no sense. None of it to me where we are as Delawareans. I just don't think there's any imagination or thought that comes out of that office. Um, and you can see it with his reaction to some of the things the county has done that he didn't support and didn't show up for and seemed outright jealous and hostile towards. No, I completely agree. That's what I was going to say. Uh, Kirsten's point. Like, I think we really need to start calling out like John Carney is a disgrace he's a fucking failure like uh, he was one of our most corrupt governors number two yeah I mean he's not he takes no position he just uh, tries to well weed is like the one thing that he weirdly has like a very yeah I know which is funny yeah, that's one thing he's like no no we can't do this yeah. like it's the what about, what about hazing thing. what's his position on that have we gotten his position on hazing college students and even though um you know, people who just have a perfect understanding of what weed means. You know, they they the whole state's behind well, legalization. Like what, seventy percent? Yeah, and to I think it's extremely so, popular. I know hardcore Republicans that are like, yeah, that's what I mean. Legalize like, the weed. Talk like, to Colin Benini. Colin Benini, that fucking the 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 the, the, the fucking. Uh, Dover Senator uh, yeah, who's never the, the, voted the, the, on a the, the, the marshmallow man from fucking no. Dover, the, the libertarian libertarian stay puff man. Yeah, he's like for even weed he's and fine. Civil just fucking just legalize weed. It's so stupid. Yeah. Well, this is like it's like Delaware way bullshit because like I think we all know that, you know, people in the general assembly, like our legislators largely do not like John Carney. Like there are other people in executive positions who like maybe, you know, we don't agree with their votes, but like I can't deny that like they do have some popularity. They are liked as a person. Whereas like 
Carney doesn't really have that kind of personal relationship with people in the legislature. And like so many of them do support legalizing marijuana. And like that on the personality car right right and the guy who gets weirdly really defensive and just completely shuts down any pushback like weird they don't but i mean it's just it's like a frustrating part of the delaware way where it's like we know that these people who like are maybe in positions of power you know in the legislature who could speak up and wield some of their political capital um and they don't particularly like the man so like in theory duck like yeah like in theory the they should be more willing be, to speak up but they're right, not but let's be honest let's be honest this guy this you know, guy was in the house of representatives along, along. how long was he a rep yeah. in the house of in the u.s house of representatives like two like, ter- term or two right yeah and so like yeah this yeah, guy because markel beat him in a primary that markel uh, I mean, was look, not supposed to beat look, him in this guy is a, i mean he's a, he's a loser but but he got he was able to be a, a u.s house rep you know, now he's been able to be governor. But that's a failing the upwards of the Delaware Y. Of course, of course. There's no, there's no question about that. But float what, through what, in the right what way. What Kirsten said is is important. We have to start being very, very serious about pointing out that that is a joke. Yep. John John Carney as a governor is an embarrassment to the state. Like I understand he's a guy in the in the in the party infrastructure who's done the things he needs to do in the party. He's a fucking embarrassment. He's an intellectual and, and, and le- embarrassment. He's a, he, as a leader, he's garbage. I mean, look at the test. He doesn't take, he doesn't take a position until, until we know, until we know what somebody wants to do. He doesn't take a position on anything except for pot because he's a fucking reefer madness fucking dork. I mean, if you look at the COVID, guys, a fucking disgrace, look at what he did for COVID. Like, it was, like, so flip-floppy, wish-washy, you know, whereas we had people at the county level, like, let's get testing, let's do this, let's do that. And he's like, this makes me look bad, because Kent and Sussex aren't doing the same things, and, like, was never forceful or no, he's very took bad. a hard line on anything. No, and he... even this, like, new Delaware wins thing is so weak, because it's like... You know, okay, let's reward people for getting vaccinations now while we're shutting down testing. And I do want to say this: uh, Kirsten, Kirsten has had that. she won a Delaware wins lottery. I did. And, uh, she you won. Did? Yes, she won yeah. uh, three fifty. She, she won two hot dogs. Yeah. And uh, she's she's and a, a six a veg- digit license plate. And a six digit license plate. <laughs> oh, that's so, so actually, that she does she doesn't eat meat and she doesn't wins. own a car. So it's just, yeah, it doesn't have, <laughs> yeah. has no has no effect. For no, her. if I won a DU wins license plate, I would be happy about that. What if it was six nine four twenty? Would you be happy about that? I would use it, but I would be happier, I think, with a DE wins license plate. Nice, hmm. interesting. <laughs> So let's talk about something serious real quick. <clears throat> Kirsten has been uh, working on a, a network Delaware project uh, called Change Engine Journey. And there's two things you need to do if you're following organizing and activism in Delaware. You need to follow what Network Delaware does and where they're putting their resources because they're very nimble. If there's something's not working, they go fucking do something else. So when they're doing something, it's serious business. The other thing you need to do is you need to follow very closely what like five or six people are doing. 
like the top the top people, the top organizers, the top activists. One of those people was Kirsten Walker. Everybody knows that. I mean, I would I would not co-sign that. But well, you wouldn't. I do agree that the change agent journey is doing some cool things, and like, I feel, I feel good about the direction it's headed, and like the way it's growing, and like I'm hoping that we are like providing that support to people, um, because like it, like you said, like Network Delaware is like a really nimble organization. Like, I think it's really cool, for example, that we've been able to like, you know, we're four and a half years old now. Um, I've been involved for like four years um and there have been projects that we've tried to start a few years ago they just didn't work either we didn't have the manpower um the volunteers just like didn't have the skill sets at the time we didn't have the the connections with other groups or other people like whatever it was and like i really like for example the community policy institute that we've been able to back in like 20 late 2017 or whatever we were like okay like we just we can't do a you know, little think tank right now. Like we don't have the skills, we don't have the people, we don't have capacity. So we took, you know, I don't know, like two years or something and just really thought through, like I did not, to be clear, this is Network Delaware, not like Kirsten doing this work, but like, yeah, Network like, you know, took a few years, really thought through like what needed to happen, what the failures were before and was able to relaunch CPI. And like, I think that's super cool. And Change Agent Journey has also been like, I don't know, a year and a half or so in the works before we launched in March. Um, and like, we're continuing to take on new people. And yeah, I think it's a really good program to kind of connect people from different orgs. Um, it really is. Uh, I think both you yeah. and Carl, the producer here. That's are, true. Are on it. <laughs> yeah. And uh, like as someone who got involved with Network Delaware early um, with the base building and what else was I on? The environmental our, group. Well, our, our, committees joined and then me and garrison started the coalition for the coastal zone because drew like did the whole like this is how you do it this is what you need to do like here's buses delta, delta, he loves buses and deltas yeah, yeah I, lo- a, I love drew he, I drew's a huge drew is, fan of pluses and deltas everybody knows. yeah drew needs sainthood at some point because he's just a really good person and he really yeah. um knows how to motivate people in a positive way and I think that all flows through Network Delaware and that what makes them kind of unique to Delaware because um, there's really no one that's been here before that's willing to train people on how to organize for themselves. Right, because it's they, not just yeah. about like bringing people in and doing Network Delaware things, but it's like, oh, you run a different organization and you want help with like yeah. base building for your org or you want help, like you want to be stronger in – meetings with your legislator or you want to i don't know like learn a more like diverse array of tactics for your issue like whatever it is it doesn't have to be through network delaware but like yeah we're trying to provide support um in like a centralized place yeah you guys like plant the seeds and then like watch other people grow and support that way it's it's like a really it's a beautiful thing i'm really happy that i know you guys so yeah and thank well, you that's why I brought. Me. That's why I brought it Be up. Be a better because... person and activist, you know. <laughs> yeah, like, that's why I brought that's it up. That's how I met Kirsten. Um, yeah. she was bartending at yeah the, the network like the first fundraiser, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is that how you guys met each other? Yeah, yeah. I mean, and she was just cool, I was and I just loved wine. her. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, she was like, "Hey, do you want to do this?" And I was like, "Yes, yeah. I will." <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, and then I met Garrison, and I love Garrison. I miss him. Gary, come back. Yeah. 
Yeah, like uh, those. God, that was before I ran for office. It was like because fall fought, of 2017, I yeah, think. Yeah, because we fought the Coastal Zone Act modification. So yeah. it might have been earlier than that. Mm, yeah. Because that was, that was 2017. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um. <clears throat> I'm just so, uh, one of my favorite words is ebullient. Ebullient means like just super excited and like happy, like fireworks. To be able to talk to you guys from the studio. Yeah. 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 And be able to cook for my friends and cook for my comrades and, uh, and open the studio back up because we're still, even after this uh, pandemic, we're still here. We beat you in one election. We beat you fucking. We hammered you in the last election. We're gonna fucking hammer you in the next election. We're gonna we're gonna have fucking media that you don't understand. Like we're in this for the long haul. We're gonna we're gonna fucking punch you down and punch you down and punch you down. It's never gonna stop, folks. We're gonna uh, we're gonna pull some more people in here. And we're gonna do uh, fun stuff, and then we're gonna let uh, Kirsten and uh, and Jordan go uh, enjoy enjoy the cookout. So we'll see you soon. But yeah, comrades and friends. Yes. Oh, I suppose we should like introduce ourselves. Well, Rob, uh, Rob has to start. Well. I mean, um, I didn't want to. I don't. I didn't want to dox you guys. Oh. I don't want you guys to be, yeah, yeah. To be doxed. Um, so here's what we have right now. We're at a cookout. We have a band. We have a band that didn't bring any fucking instruments. We can't even like. We have a band that cannot play one song for us at a cookout. Like we're hanging out at a party. Rob, are you expecting us to do work I without mean, pay? Harder. Yes, yes. No, I will. No, I'll pay you the. Uh, Rob, I brought my I'll own pay beer. You the tipped wage. <laughs> so I pay two. Everybody gets two dollars an hour. You'll I tip brought us my dulcimer. <laughs> so uh, the band here is work study. Uh, I. You know what? I'm gonna let. Uh, I'm gonna let Bill Martin uh, introduce the band. Yeah, sure. Um, so I met Joanna and Yejun through my wife's uh, campaign for Senate. Jessica Rain um, made super great friendships with both of these two people. And Yejun reached out to me pretty much, I don't know, within a month or so after the primary and was like, let's start a synth pop band. Like, let's just, like, start doing songs together. Um, I think that we always have had the idea of um, keeping cognizant of, you know, like, our politics in our songs and our relationships in our songs. And I think that's something that sort of brought us together. And... We it's completely collaborative, which is something that I hadn't done in probably uh, fifteen years. When I was like going back to when I was in high school, so it was like really cool to be in a band again, where I'm collaborating with people for the first time. I don't know if you guys have thoughts about that. 
Yeah. Uh, so I've been in bands, and I have a lot of trouble keeping bands going um, because I feel like there is this kind of unspoken limit on how hard I can go with my politics on it. And like, generally speaking, I don't get along with people who are <laughs> uh, left or right of left. Or right so, of you. Yeah, it doesn't work. Um, and I, I feel constrained by those kinds of relationships. Um, you're not gonna. You're not gonna do a lot of cop cop propaganda. No, you cannot. I can't. I can't talk you guys into doing like uh, how great the cops are. <laughs> um, Our new song called <laughs> "Thin Blue Line." That's like <laughs> in the style of Creed. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> uh, June in the thinnest blue line. <laughs> oh God, yeah. And the, and the bluest line. Yeah, June. Yeah, June. June's like the bluest line. <laughs> uh, which is funny because. Adrian also has a band called Blue Gray, right? Yeah, I have this other podcast, Blue and Gray. Yeah, Adrian is a big fan. He uh, he came here and he's a huge fan of the Confederacy. You know, <laughs> oh, so that's why it's a Gray. He loves a Robert E. Leaf. Well, no, like <laughs> Blue and Gray is literally two colors. So he's just like neutral on which side. He's just a fan of the Civil War in general. <laughs> this is I've done the research. We, I've done the research. Yeah. We did not realize uh, we named ourselves this because like Blue and Gray are neutralish colors, but also uh, associated with depression. Oh, like I, very... I got the blues, or like everything's wow, kind of gray. Very coincidental. And we're heavily depressed people. Yeah. Talking. Um, and then wait, this is a, a different band, though, right? You're not talking about us again. Mm -mm -mm. Heavily depressed people. Yeah, this Sorry. is a different heavily depressed. Oh, your people. other heavily depressed yeah. bands. So, yeah, and then we we Googled it like after the fact, after we you know done a couple episodes, and we're like, blue and gray. There's a civil war podcast. <laughs> And yeah, so it's nothing to do with that. <laughs> well, um, I really I mean, wish I knew that before we. You weren't you weren't gray. defending Vicksburg. That's not your. It's not your. It's not your jam. Uh, I no no. <laughs> well, work study for me was a pretty cool name. I think I we had like a Google Doc that was just like, just dump your band name ideas into because like we'd been doing music for. Like a year almost. No, nah, yeah, like six months. Nine, so. yeah, ten months or yeah. something when we were like, I guess we should seriously consider a name seeing as we want to actually publish this. Yep. And I think that you need I a name to that do that. Joanna like work study. And work study to me was always um the idea of like getting sort of your college tuition sort of paid for because you signed up for work study. No, so work could... study is like a federal grant program, right, but that's exactly. like it's like a grant that's given to you if you do a job. So it's like saying like, "Hey, we recognize that you need this m money and you we might also give you a Pell grant, which is just like free money essentially, like quote-unquote free money. But here we'll give you a work study grant, so if you do some terrible like on-campus job, then you can have this like grant money so essentially but you have to work hours to get it you have to log the hours to get it even though the government's already saying that you kind of deserve it and you're owed it but now you have to work for it so it's it's essentially like college indentured servitude and like you can easily like get a terrible job doing like it like on my campus like if you applied like a month or like a week late like you were automatically put on like food service in the cafeteria which is just a very degrading job on like a 
private school campus. And like, I luckily got to work in an office and be like an office aide, but like, it can be a really terrible job. Yeah, I did catering for work study, which didn't suck, but it was still a job. I mean, yeah, but again, it's like the government saying like, hey, you need this grant money just to be able to go to school. And again, it's not a ton of money. It's like maybe $1,500 a semester, if that. And it's like, but we'll give it to you in like $100 increments over the course of like four months. And also you have to log all these hours doing like busy work for campus. So anyway, we named our band that. (laughs) But anyway, yeah, it came up in like on our list of like band names that like we were just throwing around. And we had a lot of names that were like, okay, names that we liked that were like kind of relevant to like location. And we were like, all right, that's like that one's already taken on Spotify or whatever. Like that band already has a bunch of listeners. So that sucks. We like the name, but like someone already took it. A lot of names that like one of us would really like and the rest of us would be like, uh, like kind of iffy on. Um, a couple of names. I thought like the Claymont Stakes would be a hilarious name, and they were like, because oh like we, know, I actually I didn't know that it was a see. I I wasn't in on this because I would have been like, you have to do that. Well, like so, like Jess had a few good names. I would like I would like bounce names off of my like boyfriend's name or off of my boyfriend, and like he would be like, eh, eh. A couple of names. He was like, that sounds like a Christian rock name, and I was like, okay, <laughs> damn it, like that doesn't work. But like. All right, I thought Claymont Steaks would be hilarious because of like we like the Claymont Steak Shop. <laughs> I mean, and then on top of that, like it sounds like Alabama Shakes, and they were like kind of going through a Me Too at the time, so I was like, watch out, Alabama <laughs> Steak Shakes will take your spot at the Claymont Steaks. But um, I thought that was just maybe a bit too political to come out that f- in favor of Claymont Steak Shop, so it was good to pass over that one. But anyway, so we came to work study. Um, we all just kind of were like, yeah, that works, and like. For me, like, it's less about, like, the government program and more, like, this is, like, us, like, kind of, for me, it's, like, a lot of, like, it's work to do this and, like, to, like, make music and stuff like that, but it's also studying, like, I'm, like, learning how to make music. Like, for me, I've never been in a band before, and, like, a lot of us were just, like, kind of, like, learning to, like, work together, and, like, Ye Jun has never been able to explore his, like, politics and, like, a band this in-depthly, so, like... It's kind of cool that like this we got the best to do that. Explanation I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Well, also, I, it's like a I, good I like two you, like I, three I'm or four words. In, I'm thing. interested in seeing what Jay June says because uh, we talked, uh, you know, during the pandemic uh, over Zoom. I talked from the studio over Zoom to him, and he turns on his camera, and I'm like, oh, this guy's got a fucking studio here. Like I could see all his gear and shit. Like I could see, like I, I could see like a fucking a whole like equipment set up. And I'm like, it's very intimidating went, to walk into like, Yejun's oh, house. This guy's doing, this <laughs> I guy's didn't doing that. something. Sorry. Yeah. No, uh, I, I think that was dope. Yeah, we could probably talk gear. I mean, I saw that you have Sweetwater sucks. A, <laughs> a, Sweetwater sucks. Come on, they. Uh, here's what here's what I'll say. They they give me a they give me a deal. Fifteen percent off. Yeah, I saw it. <laughs> you just have to accept their love letters for the rest of your life. Uh, they get, they all, you know what? I, I, they go right to fucking, uh, they get right to the junk pile. <laughs> yes, they're they enormous right to... 400 page catalogs. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They get right to right in the... real heads. Okay, so Ye Jun's really intimidating house. Correct. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I think you're, I feel like you're a gearhead too, uh, just looking around in this setup. Like you got nice mics, uh, and then you have the uh, 
the record player downstairs hooked up to a tube amp. Yes, I'm, I'm so I'm so glad, so I'm so glad you mentioned that. I'm so glad you mentioned that. Yeah, that's my that's my real love because I just have I have a I have a turntable that amplifies through that tube amp through to through two uh, floor speakers and that's it. And that's how I listen to my vinyl records. And uh, that's my I don't even care about this. I don't care about the studio I just love that I love that setup from to listen to music I think that it would be cool uh to acknowledge all of the work that Joanna's done for the left and the work that Yejun is doing currently for the left in Delaware I think our band is sort of a hobby that we're doing like to sort of look forward to on a Saturday evening yeah and Definitely. um <laughs> Joanna was Jess's like right hand woman throughout her entire campaign, and I think that that moved the needle a lot in the state. And what Yejun's doing now is mostly um, field stuff, and I think that we need to kind of keep field and phone banking and stuff like that sort of viable. And you know, it's all through Working Families Party, which I, I know your listeners know about because Carl is here. Sure. Um, but I think that, yeah, like we're, I think, I don't know. I consider work study sort of like an ancillary to the sort of, um, work that I'm trying to do for the better of the state of Delaware, whatever I can do. Yeah, no, I, I, I <laughs> whatever it is, I mean, you're, you're describing it and I'm thinking like, yeah, I do a dumb podcast for the same reason, you know, like, like I'm, all of this, uh, all of this is to try to make change. And to try to, uh, to 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 point out that we can help people, you know, we don't have to live like this. And so, whether it's a whether it's a stupid podcast um, that sounds good because of Carl, thank you, or whether it's a uh, you know, it's 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 a it's a bunch of people making music called work study. Um, it's just about like we don't have to live like this, folks. I you had, know, we, you uh, know, we, yeah, no, go ahead. I had, I had something I was telling Carl downstairs. The way I see it, the Delaware, Delaware situation, it's like, okay, so the corporations are like hedge funds, right? And the Delaware left, or Delaware is kind of like GameStop before it blew up, right? And to the, the moon, Delaware left the here, we are we would be Wall Street bets. And if you look at the numbers in the way that they looked at the numbers of GameStop and like how high it was shorted, um, the, I think the math works out in the left's favor, such that we can truly take over this state and turn it into you know a progressive mecca. It'll take like elbow grease, but. Um, like okay legal weed but like with good criminal justice um components to that kind of bill an actual living wage like imagine 22 dollars an hour which is what's required for like housing in this state like uh, the bare minimum yeah um you know paid uh high it's tuition free higher education in the state like why not we could tax the corporations, tax the wealthy. Like, they've doubled down on a state that's actually small in population. 
and I don't know why they did that, but <laughs> but we can like kind of turn it on its head, right? Like there's enough of us. Yeah, absolutely, and it's um, it's like a perfect petri dish for experimenting this way, or like not even experimenting, but just like going head first and like completely disrupting normalcy. Mm -hmm. You're yeah. absolutely right too, because like for the number of people in this state, it's a very affordable media market, even if you want to look at it that way. Like it's very mm -hmm. affordable. There's not a lot of people. So if you're like talking about, you know, like spending dollars per like mailer, it's very affordable. We just saw today, today was the Delaware Democratic State Convention. Like Kobe Owens just won first vice chair with like, what is it, like a two thirds margin or something like that, mm -hmm. which is very much emblematic of like a old guard versus new guard kind of being brought in. And that happened because Kobe has done a lot of work in this state and a lot of people recognize the work he's done and like the work he's trying to do and how successful he's been at just organizing people. And like, what is it? There was 350 delegates, 200 of them, 300 of them voted on that. And then of those 300, 200 voted for Kobe. So that's like not nothing that of the people that are active in politics right now and willing to vote, those people are engaged and willing to vote for a new guard. Like that's not insignificant. Yeah. Uh, also coming off of last year's primaries um, and seeing how that has just affected the first legislative session coming off of that, I think is huge. Um, I also think, so like the reason that I, I mean, it really hit me the other day is like my, I was complaining about the weed bill on uh, Facebook, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I've given up complaining about oh, the absolutely. weed bill. Right. I don't no even point. care. Like I'm like, look, I'm gonna smoke as much weed as I want. Mm -hmm. Like I, I, I've, I've done everything I can possibly do. If anything, it'll make it more expensive. But like, but again, governor, the governor is a fucking, he's a dummy. There's yeah. nothing we can do about it. My friend commented, "Hey, come to Jersey," and I thought about it, but then I looked at the numbers. It comes back to the numbers again. It's like Jersey. If you want to move it left, there are nine million people you have to influence. Oh God. And. <laughs> In Delaware, the population is under 1 million. It's 970. Yeah. Yeah, we've gone through a, a another census year without getting a, over a million. So. Well, also, <laughs> Jersey has so many like weird angular type stuff to it. Like you have the basically New York City stuff. You have the people who live in like whatever the equivalent of Port Penn is. I think it's called Pennsville or whatever. And it's like, yeah, um, it's so much easier to actually make change here it's like getting the weird right-wing people out of your brain who comment on everything yeah <laughs> yeah there's and only like 10 of them but they're only, really loud they're just very loud yeah and they also, also have a lot of money they're yeah. they're not like so there are a lot of conservative people standing in the way but i don't think they care enough to put in like real work either like no. so like i think there are more of us but even if there aren't like the kind of work, like people who are on the left are tend to be passionate en enough about it and understand that like if no work is put in, nothing's gonna happen. But like we would go out there and knock doors and like make phone calls, make small dollar donations and that kind of thing. Um, like the libs that I've 
just kind of. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> Uh, <laughs> here we here we go. <laughs> Liberal, liberals, liberals. <laughs> like they don't do anything. Like they, their idea of being active is like maybe a lit drop. They'll oh they'll, they'll write, write postcards. Yeah, but they they're not going to actually they get write engaged to another state in the community, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's why we do have like a very it's still is a small, but it's a very effective left wing here in Delaware um, through Working Families Party and through the Kerry campaign and through the Jess campaign and through the band work study. Oh, God. <laughs> band, actually, the band work study is, is probably the top of it. Yeah, that's that's what's no, driving. But it's like that's what's driving. That's driving. All of this I mean, out. I think we can defeat a lot of these monsters along the way because we're also kind of like popular like people like list like looking at us yeah like, because we're cool and fucking <laughs> i mean chris I'm, coons a guy looks like a fucking troll it's not cool it's, he's not cool but also it was like you would see like nicole pori and like kathy mcginnis like check in on jess's live feeds over during her campaign like they would be they want to see the tattoos. Yeah, they want to. Oh, they love it. They, they love, love it. it. They love it. <laughs> but I don't all mean... of you, all of you little, all, listen, this is a great point. Because all of you, all of you little piggies that like watching Jess on her live feeds, that you then, that then you like, you, 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 you kicked out of and you pretended like you weren't on it. We saw you. We saw you. We saw you little piggies because you loved it. They did like it. I think they were probably trying to figure out how to do their own socials because oh, they're no, completely no, incapable no otherwise. No, 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 no. They were like, how did she get such good lighting? What is this ring yeah. light I've heard of? Yeah. Let's talk about the Demathon. Like the yeah, Twitch exactly. fundraiser? Are you kidding me? Oh, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, the Demathon. Do you, are you familiar with this, Rob? Okay. Um, okay. I don't even think I'm familiar with this. Okay, so like last summer... Um, name dropping big Delaware operative Jamie Rubin had this idea to do a <laughs> a a, he's, a he's Twitch a, uh, he's live a stream. He's deep Jamie into it. is a tier one. He's a tier one operator. He had this idea can, to do a Twitch live stream fundraiser for the Just campaign. It was super successful. We had Big podcast hosts. We had people from Wait a minute. Chapo I wasn't Trap there. House. I had big podcast. Big fucking Will and Matt went on. Oh, we had people oh, no, from no, Chavo. I remember that. No, no, no I do remember that. Yes, people. yes. We had like people bomb. from, yep. um, well, there's your problem podcast. Um, we had like some people who were singing. I don't know. They were a singing podcast or something. Or no, they did like a live read. I don't know. Anyway, there was a lot of like live music stuff happening. And then all of a sudden this year, this like wait, wait. Demathon happens. We raised. Like, Over ten thousand dollars, right? Yeah, it, yeah. It, was, it was. Yeah, it was a big deal at the time. Yeah, yeah. it was also all like small, really fun. All small donors. Yep. Yeah, and it was like coming in like dollar increments. It was pretty cool. Well, four twenty. Yeah, I yeah, four twenty dot sixty nine. But like small nice. dollar stuff nice. that people were just watching and like fans. We had like a lot of like small artists who were fans of the campaign uh like blue deputy um the nice. incomparable yejun ko um nice. lots of very cool no sir e uh, you know what we should call it also is uh 2d cat 
Judy Cat was on Judy there. Judy Cat was on. Because yeah. Shout out to Judy Cat. Uh, Very good theme song on that, this podcast. That's our, that's our, I mean, we don't we don't talk about it a lot, but that's our uh, that's our podcast theme. You know, I heard that Chapo Chop House was like, oh my God, we're on the same live stream as Tootie Cat. Like, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's our- Like, they were trying uh, to get Tootie Cat's totally number. Dope. We were like, sorry, we can't give out Tootie Cat's number. Just like, that. like, he's kind of a big deal. Um, but anyway, yeah, so then- couple what was it like nine months later yejun ko is just living his life and demathon happens yeah somebody uh sent me the link and i'm like <laughs> holy shit everyone all my friends has they have to see this one of the coolest things of all time yeah they're basically well, just... what was demathon so yeah. it was also a twitch fundraiser also this is only sussex county right yes for the okay. sussex county dems and i think who it was all pre-recorded, you. though. Like, it wasn't done live. I get the feeling it wasn't done live. I'm not entirely sure that everyone who was on camera was consenting to be on So the fun thing about... So the fun thing about a Twitch fundraiser is that, like, people on Twitch will comment in, like, the thread and be like, wow, I love this. Or, like, hey, play Wonderwall or whatever. And, like, the people on Twitch stream live will be like, oh, thanks so much for joining. Like, talk to them. So it's like... A kind of collaborative thing and it's obviously it's not like a live show but it's kind of like live show adjacent and that you can like interact with your audience but it's weird to do a twitch stream and like have everything pre-recorded yeah um and so there were like these weird animations there were, it was really if it wasn't so hilarious it was very like you didn't see this Oh my, oh my god, god. You, yeah I'll, we'll have to look <coughs> yeah, we have to send them to you yeah i've never i haven't holy seen holy cat smack that's why I'm like laid back. I'm like, what are you guys talking okay. about? Okay, imagine. <laughs> I Wait, I can't believe that Rob doesn't know about it, this. Wow. No, I don't. Wow. Imagine there's a producer, right? He's like, what's hip with the kids these days? That's what Carl, I right? mean, that's basically what Carl tells and me. And then he looks at. This is what Carl does. And then he looks like at dated Tim and Eric, awesome show, great job. He's like, this is the style that must be cool these days. That's <laughs> actually, that's already actually like exactly what Carl does. Yes. 15 years yes. old or whatever. Hey, June, can you give us some of the highlights, please, of Demathon? <laughs> yeah, and so then you end up with a stylized uh, Tim and eric thing, except it's very genuine. And <clears throat> something that Tim and Eric would, of course, be parody- parodying. And so one of the parodying. things is like... <laughs> They had these 3D animations that if they weren't so hilarious, they'd just be really creepy um, with text-to-speech uh, bots that would kind of talk through the whatever talking points they gave it to. So they had like a 3D animation of a raccoon <laughs> throughout the whole thing being, hello, oh, thank you for attending the demothon. And I think it's just like somebody bought stock animations and then you can just kind of fill it in. I like to think it was somebody's like, um, like Apple avatar thing where you can like make yourself a talking like, uh, like unicorn or something. But they were like, I will be a talking raccoon. This will get all of the donations. <laughs> they this, had, is, this is definitely going to work. They had a man in a lab coat spinning this like, I don't know. It was like this 3D graphic, kind of like a precog from Minority Report with like a picture of the Delaware State. Was it, it was it Spadola spinning his campaign oh, no. sign? You know what? And then look, shouting at Bill. Look, look, look. We're, we're already, we're getting, we're, we're, we're going to get on Spadola now. So we're going to, we're going to sh- switch off. We're going to take Is this a, too deep into we're gonna the We're going to take lore? a brief, we're going to take a brief respite. And then uh, 
uh, we're gonna have uh, ten or fifteen minutes of a of a of a talk that uh, it's gonna be real. It's gonna be the it's gonna be the real deal, and so uh, you'll see, you'll see. Ladies and gentlemen, friends, comrades, we've reopened the bunker. We're here. We're in the shadow of Rockford Tower. We're deep behind enemy lines. Christopher uh, Andrew Coons slash Gore lives near here. He's a garbage person. And that's what we need to, uh, that's the kind of information we need to get out. Now that we're back in the bunker. I would like to uh, introduce to everyone a, uh, a person who's been here many times before. Who's a comrade and a friend. Jess Green. Jess, thank you. Thank Thanks you. for calling me a friend. Well, I mean, <laughs> right? I mean, I'm not. Yeah, I'm we're not remembering lying. what friends are right now, I think. Like, as a people, we're like coming back out, we're finding our friends. So it's good to be back. Yeah, I I, I suppose that's <laughs> we haven't so. seen him in a bit. Yeah, well now that we can go back out again. So, uh, unfortunately, we are uh, we're, we're basically at the same place we were before. We haven't uh, we haven't made any inroads, but we're uh, we're right on the uh, right on the cusp. Do you think anything's going to happen? So I'm a, I take a very cynical outlook, obviously, uh, with everything in the state. But we were we were led to believe that we could possibly get uh, minimum wage change, marijuana legalization. Paid and leave. Not, correct. Paid leave. Fines and fees. Mm -hmm. Criminal justice reform. Any kind of criminal, any kind of Leo board. Changes reform. to. Right. So we're not going to get any of that, are we? Uh, I think we'll get one or two of those things. <laughs> I know. It's frustrating. So what do you think? <laughs> the thing that, here's the problem. It's frustrating and, and to be in June whatever it is halfway through june and it felt like it was going to be a little bit different this time we weren't going to like wait till the very end to do things and that's still just how it kind of works i guess yeah and i have to say and we'll see what you have to say about this here's the problem in the same week that a fines and fees bill is uh reintroduced we also have a FOIA bill that's introduced that makes it even more difficult to get public information. Right. With somebody who we're supposed to be, it was sponsored by someone who was supposed to be like our comrade. Right. The FOIA one you're talking about. That's exactly what I'm talking yeah. about. Yes. Yeah. That one's pretty disappointing. And I'm, I have not been shy about 
saying that. I mean, I think who's the constituency of that bill, right? Who's it for? Like, who's it for? for? And when the sponsor herself says things like, the issue is a very, very, very small number of people, but they're being abusive of the FOIA system, so we have to make it harder. I mean, you've admitted that it's not a problem. You've admitted that it's a very, very small number of people who are essentially, just for context, the bill would change some of the FOIA restrictions and fees on the ability to make requests because there are some people who have been deemed to use the system in an allegedly abusive way. And then when their FOIAs get denied, they petition and it goes to the AG's office. And apparently the AG office has to deal with 55 petitions a year. And that's far more than it used to be. And that's a reason to make our state more secretive. And this is one of those examples where it's like, we know where that bill came from. It probably came from the AG's office or someone close to them. And it's not something that the lead sponsors constituents are asking for. And there are legitimate problems that we could be presenting bills to solve. And and that's the kind of stuff that just, it, it does kind of just get incredibly frustrating. And I believe it got pulled if I'm not mistaken. I'm looking yeah, at Carl. Not, I don't, so, it's, it hasn't been officially stricken, but okay. the sponsor has said that she's pointed back for now. Okay. So, I mean, maybe it just, the backlash of, of presenting that bill is enough to maybe hopefully not push I just forward, don't understand just how like, we can't, like, on, on a Thursday, they don't want to have debate about the marijuana bill. And again, I don't care about the marijuana bill. I smoked a bunch of weed. I smoke weed. It doesn't matter. Well, the marijuana right. bill it's, has nothing to do with it. It's legal for people who can Correct. make it legal for so, themselves. So, so, yeah. So the governor can fucking kiss my ass on that. But the 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 week that that gets pulled back because the governor goes on the fucking radio and says, I don't know what fucking century it is. Yeah, I don't know what century it is. It's the same week that a supposed progressive introduces a bill to make FOIA worse. It's just like... Man, it's hard. It's hard to. Uh, yeah, and we have Democrats leading a bill that would make bail worse. Yeah, it's hard. It's it's hard to get on. It's hard to get on board because it sucks. Right, right. And none of those things were think. I think this is what's like kind of. I mean, again, I'm not pretending like I'm shocked, but none of these bills are the things that people ran on. <laughs> it's not like it's not like you know. Again, you're what. F- three quarters of the way through your first session you should be really focused probably on the things you talked about in your campaign still and i don't think making foia worse was one of those things i don't think bail quote-unquote reform which makes it worse was one of those things and this is like what just disillusions people and frustrates people and then they don't understand like people you know i i kind of shared about the marijuana legalization bill and then it gets pulled likely because the votes aren't there right i mean probably kind of know how this stuff works that's probably what's going on well i mean it wasn't it's uh and i i give carl credit for pointing it out online but like that again 
I talk about manufacturing consent and what the fucking media does. But the week before it gets pulled, Delaware Public Media does the the, the hour-long interview with Carney, and the big takeaway is that he's reform madness. You know, he's he he wants to do this. And then literally less than a week later, the the legislation gets pulled from debate because they probably don't have the votes. Now again, this is manufacturing decision. consent, and it's not the governor's decision, right? And it's but again, this know, is this right, is this is this is the this is right. the Delo- They said we're going to do a uh, interview with the Delaware Public Media, which again, thank you, Carl, for. Or, or, or. Oh no, that's I cannot take credit for digging through that because that was actually Jess. <laughs> she was the one who. <laughs> Uh, dived into that uh, pile. I oh, happened, so that I, was you. I, you want to know how I... Oh, I didn't okay. even know that. Funny, I was actually on my way to a doctor's appointment, hopped into my car, and caught that interview. And I was like, is this a regular thing? Like, why is this happening? And then I ended up going back and listening to the whole thing. And yeah, there's some... There's some not great stuff about education funding as well, but, you know, we can save that yeah, I mean, for another look, day. The governor's fucking horrible. <laughs> The guy's a fucking dork. But yeah. again, as oh, yeah. you as like, you said, it's it, it's no. It's, and it, and they tried to push him. I will say, like I can't remember. It might have been Mark Eichmann and uh, I think it was Mark Eichmann doing the interview. Forgive me if I'm attributing it to someone else. But you know, he kind of asked, like, New Jersey's moving on this. Governor Tom Wolf in Pennsylvania is moving on this. Like. You are basically like getting left behind. Like he kind of pushed him on it, and then Carney kind of said what he said with his like 1997 ass takes of information that hasn't been updated in a generation. And and the interviewer again was like, "Okay, but like, are you saying you're going to veto this?" And of course, he doesn't actually answer. But like, he kind of did force him to like make himself seem silly. But it is frustrating that then the response is like, "We're not going to move this forward." Yeah, I mean, I I definitely give him credit for like making him say something that makes him look stupid. But I don't I don't know what um I, I don't know what him saying something stupid is gonna like. Everybody gives him a pass on that. Yeah, I mean, I think what's good is just to remind people like every step of it's a fight, like. You know, even if the bill does get debated and voted on and passes, like it's not a sure thing. So, but but even going back to like this idea of how this all works, like I, I there were so many people who were like really disillusioned by the fact that the bill didn't get debated, and were like sending me messages and asking me because I talked about it. They're like, "What does this mean? What is this going on? Like, why can't we just have an open conversation about this? Like, why is the governor?" like incapable of even recognizing the social equity factors and like the racial equity factors that are involved in the policing of marijuana and like just completely ignores that and people were really frustrated and it's it's one of those things that like it's i a lot of people will be like well this is just how it works right this is how it works but it's frustrating to like us regular people who just want to see things like get better 
And like so much of this process of like running on these things, talking about these things, and then not having the spine to stand up for them when it actually matters is what disillusions people. And like we just see it happen over and over. And it's so hard to get people to like come back for the next one every time stuff like this happens. And like this is not, again, it's not a perfect bill. It's never a perfect bill. But I'm very much of the mind that like we're going to like take that and keep fighting. <laughs> like and even again, like even if it passed, we're going to have to keep fighting the governor to get him to sign it. Right. But like you can't you can't get people to keep fighting if if like we use these kind of bureaucratic moves and the ability to hide behind just like oh there were a lot of amendments and we're not sure we want to make sure the bill's perfect and use that as a way to just like prevent things from ever moving forward oh yeah i mean my i assume that i'm going to be talking to everyone after this session and uh we're going to be talking about how nothing happened I'm like really, I'm, really, I'm saying, like slightly confident that we'll get. Uh, no, I, I and I totally understand. I'm trying because no, we no, need no. it, right? We yeah, need, of course you have to. Stuff. You have to assume that something's gonna happen. You can't just be. A, you can't just have a legislature that exists to like change the tax code to help corporations and pass a budget every year. Like, I mean, we have to actually make I people's mean, it was, lives it was better. Pretty, it was. It was pretty funny. It was pretty funny that uh, there was some argument this week about some sort of leftist thing and 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 somebody somebody in the legislature basically said like well we can't have any progress like this is like we ha we shouldn't even have people talking about this i'm like yeah i'm glad you said that cuz at least it it puts it out in the open folks here we go We've opened the fucking, uh, we've opened the, the studio back up. This is what we're doing. If you thought that, uh, we were going to fucking fade into the, uh, fade into the ether, you were incorrect. If you thought we were going to stop, uh, making fun of you, embarrassing you, uh, you were incorrect. Yeah, we're going to keep getting, we're going to keep doing it. I mean, yeah. you're in control, though. You could you could do better stuff. Yeah, I mean, I mean, <laughs> look, you could come in here and you could be like, "Hey, I, 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 I'm trying," and we'd be like, "Yeah, that guy's trying." But right now, like what John Carney's doing and shit, we're just gonna make fun of you because you look like a fucking idiot. And so, we're not gonna stop doing this. The studio's open back up. We have all this gear in here, and we're going to uh, we're going to point it specifically at 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 all of you, and you know who you are. We're not going to stop. I'll fucking die doing this. I don't care. Thank God, Nurse Susan is yeah, medic. Operating. Thank God she's here because yeah. Otherwise, you know, we need we need close we need medical personnel. <laughs> Look, if you want to fight, if you want to fight, uh, if you want to fight the powerful fucking corporate interests, go to Patreon.com/slash/TheHighlandsBunker. DelawareCall.com. Go there. That's what we're trying to do. We're trying to do something. 
You know what's happening. You can see it. Help us out. Folks, I have one more thing to say to you. Miss Lex is best. At the Delaware Democratic Party Convention, 